Uh, hi, everybody, and welcome to another uh, episode of Luke Who's Talking. Now, on this episode, my pencil just there hitting the desk. Uh, I'm going to talk about the 19, let me see, 61 film. Wow. Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn. Ah, oh, Audrey. Uh, George Papard, uh, Buddy Edstein makes a uh, appearance, Patricia O'Neill, Martin Balsam, yes, that guy, um, John McIver, <laughs> what a name, but he makes a, a, a brief sort of appearance uh, as a sales guy, um, you know, Mickey Rooney as well, now, Mickey Rooney, uh, plays like a Japanese guy, that's that's less than, than ideal. But I think um, uh, 61, what can you say? But I, I, I don't really have too much to say. I don't think really about the um, film, but I think it's just going to be me lusting over Audrey Hepburn because I will say this. Audrey Hepburn, she is uh, my celebrity crush. I think she's she's you know I have I have a list. You know you have a few, but I think if you you said to me any like uh, celebrity, past or present, uh, who would you you know so desire? I think I would say Audrey Hepburn. Um, and Audrey Hepburn, like at about the age I am now, which, uh, now let me see, when was she born? Excuse me. It could be about as old as she is in the film. 1929. So she was, uh, so she was about 32 in this film. So she's a little bit older than, uh, what I am now, but... I would I would have Audrey Hepburn of this era. Um yeah, very affable. She has like a uh just a lovely uh sort of great smile. And uh yeah. That's uh <sighs> Audrey. Audrey. Anyway, let's talk about let me run you through I've got some notes, we'll just go through them and um yeah, I think this is probably going to be less in depth than uh, you know, some of the other episodes. One thing that happened, which is quite bizarre, I put the um, I have a Blu-ray of Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I was watching it, and for some reason I don't know why, but there was some bizarre thing happening, and I couldn't do the volume on my TV, so I was sitting at the end, uh, like of edge of my bed. Uh, watching the movie because I couldn't, uh, yeah, crank the volume up. But then once the film stopped, I was able to. So I have no idea what the story of that is. Just something a bit, a bit odd. So um, I wasn't exactly able to hear it greatly because the volume was not very loud. But I could look at it, and I could look at Audrey Hepburn, and. Uh, her lovely, um, loveliness, and, uh, wow, 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm just beauty. Anyway, so the film starts with Audrey Hepburn just looking great. Uh, she's there at Tiffany's looking in the window and um, she goes back to her flat. There's somebody like camped outside who sort of harasses her. I'm not sure. But uh, they sort of follow her in and they're like, hey, baby, you know, whoa, and that sort of stuff. And yeah, and uh, oh, she has a bathtub couch as well in her apartment, which is uh, it's very interesting because her apartment, like, she has nothing in her apartment really. It's very, it's, it's sort of um, a little bit of chaos. I think it's fair to say that Audrey Hepburn's character, Holly, is, you know, chaotic classiness. Or classy chaoticness, I think uh, you could say. Uh, anyway, she she meets um, Paul, or uh, George Peppard's uh, character, and he has lovely blue eyes, very nice, lovely blue eyes. And um, so they meet and have a little bit of a talk, and we find out that uh, George uh, Peppard is like a uh, sorry Paul. He's like a kept guy. He's like a kept dude, because uh, some older woman comes, and um, we uh, we sort of uh, he's she's like oh he's 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 like oh this is this is my uh, my decorator oh because he he ends up in Audrey's apartment because he's just moving in, so he ends up in Audrey's apartment because uh, he can't get into his his flat, so she lets him in, and she's very. It's quite bizarre, but she's very friendly to him, and they're quite friendly, like straight away. Uh, and that actually, esc- and then yeah, the next next bit is what's coming up after this is quite interesting. But she, uh, they're very friendly. She's getting ready. She leaves. Go downstairs. A red taxi. Okay, it's New York City. A red taxi pulls up, and George Papard's uh, squeeze or uh, Paul uh, gets out. Uh, sorry, yeah, Paul, George Provide, his character's name's uh, Paul. So his squeeze gets out and uh, uh, Audrey's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I see what's going on here. And um, he's like, oh, that's uh, my decorator. Anyway, so Audrey gets in the taxi, goes, and then I think what happens in the next, I think that, I, I apologise, I, uh, as I said, I think this is this is going to be a bit more over the shop <laughs> than, uh, than regular ones, uh, a bit less uh, stuff on it. But anyway, so one thing that happens which is quite interesting is that it's the same day but later that evening. So Paul's, um, Audrey Hepburn calls George Papard's character, who's Paul, she calls him Fred because he reminds her of her uh, younger brother, apparently. So she does call him Fred, but anyway. Um, but what happens is, later that day, it's evening, Audrey Hepburn climbs up the fire escape to Paul's apartment. She watches the lady leave. And he's asleep. She watches him leave. She then climbs through the window into his um, uh, apartment. He's like, wakes up like, whoa. And they just conversate. They just uh, chat and whatever else. Anyway, but I'm like, so you've met this, you've met Audrey Hepburn in the morning. Affable, lovely, beautiful, superb person, right? 
However, oh, she lets you into her place as well. I was like, okay. And then nighttime, she like breaks in to your place. That's that's a bit much. And actually, I did write down, is she okay mentally? She's not, in my opinion. She just need. She's a bit unstable. Ah. Uh, I think Audrey Hepburn um, in this, uh, you know, she is, uh, a, you know, she's very lovely, very affable. I think you could say Holly is. However, uh, I think she just needs, she needs a little bit of stability in her life. I think that's probably what it is. Um, because she's like, oh, I'm going to marry for money. And all this, I need to know, you know, the, who the rich people are and all that sort of stuff. And you're just like, babe, just calm down. You just need a little bit of stability in your life, I think. Um, yeah. Now, it's not particularly... It's hinted hinted at... Well, I, now, Audrey Hepburn's character, I think she's like... She's not a... What could I call it? She's like a companion escorty type person. I don't think she, you know, has sex with uh, her clients. I think she's just more like a companion. Whereas um, Paul is, well, he's, you know, tapping the old bird. So not to say that he's, uh, you know, prostitute or anything. Well, uh, but yeah, it's sort of a, this sort of, in the same field, if I could use that terminology. However, he does write, uh, and uh, you know he has some success later on in the film. You know his book gets into the library, and he gets you know he starts getting money and such for his for his work, which is uh, good for him. Whereas Audrey Hepburn doesn't really have another uh, job or any other sort of um, facility for income, if I could use that terminology. You know, it's not like she uh, works at a diner or anything. She just uh, is like a companionship uh, lady. Anyway, so they have a conversation and she does go to bed with, well, she hops, he's in the bed. He has no clothes on. But she um, sort of ends up uh, on top of the bed with him and she sort of snuggles in and anyway, she goes to sleep uh, with, with him. After she breaks into his place and they have a conversation, crazy. Anyway, so uh, sort of the next, it's like the next day or whatever. Uh, she's having a party and she invites him up, so he goes up and has a party. And there's a guy there who is my, the party scene. I think it's a little bit of fun, but uh, old Martin Balsam, who plays OJ Berman, good old OJ. He starts calling him. He starts calling. Well. Paul turns up and Audrey's like, oh, Fred's here, Fred. So OJ starts calling him Fred Baby. Fred Baby, Fred Baby, Fred Baby. And then he's like, my name's not Fred, it's Paul. And he's like, oh, Paul Baby, Paul Baby, Paul Baby. And later on in the film, they have a conversation. Uh, something happens. Paul calls him up. It's near the end of the film. And... <laughs> And uh, he's trying to say, oh, yeah, I'm Paul. You met me at Holly's uh, party. And he's like, I have no idea who it is. And he goes, 
Fred. And he's like, Fred, baby! Like, he knew who he was. <laughs> and I thought it's so ridiculous. But the party scene, though, actually, in the in the apartment, I think is quite, uh, quite, quite funny. Uh, it's, yeah, well, not funny. It's it's quite, uh, yeah, good. And there's a scene, could be interesting to try out, but there's a scene where Paul, he is stuck at one end of the apartment. He wants to get down the other end where uh, Audrey is. And he puts his glass, so somebody in front of him has a backless like dress on, and he puts his glass up against their back, and they're like, ooh, <laughs> to, and they like move so he can walk through. And I thought, that's a great tactic. Like, a, not a great, that's like a interesting thing to try uh, if you're out somewhere and you're just like a, a packed club, you know, you want to get through to the other side. You're like, how can I do this? Oh, I'll put my uh, a glass of uh, bourbon on there, this person's back, so they'll go, oh, move, so then I can walk up and get out of there. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of... You know, have a party scene, all that sort of jazz. The police turn up because Mickey Rooney calls the police. There's like constant sort of, he's like, own. does he own the ha- uh, the building? I think he's sort of like the landlord. There's always a constant bit of um, uh, conflict between him and Audrey uh, Hepburn about that. Anyway, so that's fun. And then um, plot twist happens. Audrey's husband turns up. Because uh, Paul's um, lady squeezed to, uh, comes to the place and she's like, there's a guy at the front, he was there yesterday, I don't know if he's following me, I'm concerned. And um, so Paul leaves the apartment and the guy follows. And um, so he walks around, the guy follows him. And they finally has a conversation, the guy comes up to him and Paul's like, what, who, what do you want? And uh, he's like, oh, I'm uh, Audrey's husband. And they got married when she was 14. And I was like, wow, that's not okay. That's not okay. Uh, But anyway, so Paul then has a conversation with this and she's like, well, he's not my husband anymore. I left him. It's, uh, what'd she say? It's an old or something. He won't accept it. But basically... Holly's husband wants her, what's her name, Lily May or something. Anyway, he wants her to go back down south or where he's from with her because her brother is going to come home in four months and she needs to be there. But they um, talk about that uh, and it ends up he, she doesn't go back with him. She stays uh, in New York or Manhattan. Uh, yeah, so Audrey's husband uh, goes on a Greyhound bus. Goes on a Greyhound bus. And um, so that's okay. And then it's all a bit sad, I guess, really, that little bit. Um, anyway, so Audrey says to uh, to Paul, I need to, uh, I need to get, need to get drunk. I need to get drunk. Uh, so that's, she says, okay. And she's like, don't take me home until I am. So they go out drinking. Now, it's very interesting. This is an interesting shot. I thought it was quite interesting shot. This so we're at a, uh, what is it, showgirls sort of place. 
or somewhere where there's like some sort of bur- no, it's not burlesque, well burlesque showgirls, yeah, sort of sort of thing happening. And so from the way I can picture it, there's like a catwalk stage type thing, and then there's a bar they're sitting at. So they're looking at this sort of catwalky thing, and behind them there's a mirror. So the shot's quite interesting because the camera is on Audrey and Paul and the bar guys just sit like and sort of the bar and the bar and there's just doing whatever. But in the mirror, we can then see you know on the stage, but which is in front of them but behind us, uh, the the girl dancing. It's quite interesting. I thought it was an interesting shot. It took me a minute to because I saw it and I thought I just had to. Uh, sort of figure it out for a second how because I thought oh is the stage like behind them that would make sense but then I thought well hold on the mirror like where's that the back of that person that I can see looks like the back of you know Paul looks like the back of Audrey which it was so it was like ah it's a mirror so it's quite an interesting shot I thought that actually and an interesting way to get in the two main characters, so we're seeing them conversate, whatever, plus we can also see what they see via the mirror. So I thought that was an interesting shot. Um, anyway, so there's the, the striptease sort of thing happens. And Audrey Hepburn does the great, because she has her sunglasses on, so she does the great thing. There's a gif of it. Um, where she sort of had, puts her head down and she slides her glasses off and like looks over the top of them while uh, we don't see this, of course, but there would be bosoms exposed. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, they... Uh, <laughs> Paul takes Audrey back home and she's uh, eccentric, drunk, and she's like, i got to marry whoever. And Paul's like, I'm leaving. So it's an interesting situation because we're sort of getting into a, getting into like, Paul likes Audrey. And I think Audrey likes him too because she's always very affable um, when she sees him. She's always very happy to see him. And... uh, She's very smiley and, you know, she she has no qualms or anything with, uh, you know, say, taking his arm as they're walking along or he putting his arm around her or these sorts of, like, the physical sort of contact, the touch. So she has no problems with that. I guess maybe that could be down to her profession. I'm not sure. But you sort of watch it and you think, you know, he obviously is interested in her um, and it's but then I guess you sort of think, well, does she like him as well? Or is it just because of her uh, her uh, career, if I could use that terminology? But I think she generally does, especially, you know, say, for example, when we get to the party or the party bit, right? Now, I know this is, this is very much early on in their friendship slash relationship, but, you know, she invites him, handwritten, note, and, you know, she gets him a gift because when she's in her his apartment, she says that his typewriter doesn't have a ribbon. But she buys him one and gives him a handwritten note to, like, invite to the party. And when he gets there, she's very affable. She's like, 
hey, Fred, you know, very happy um, and warm towards warm towards him. So that is uh, yeah, an interesting um, sort of uh, thought um, with that. You know, and when he's talking to her about her husband, she goes, um, you know, she 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 says to him, "Can you come with me in, to help me in this circumstance?" And you know she doesn't have to tell him, but she she tells him, of course, when he's like, "Oh, this guy's your husband." She she's she doesn't have. I don't think she has to, but she tells him that, well, he's not anymore, or he's not. He won't accept it. You know these sorts of things, um, which is quite interesting. So, yeah, I think I think there could be uh, a, a little bit something there in regards to yes. I think she might have some some thoughts at least for Paul. Um, he quite uh, I think is uh, smitten with Audrey and why not because she's very beautiful um yeah so then uh you know sort of a, a couple of days pass and he goes and this person that Audrey was like I'm gonna she she reckoned she was gonna marry plot twist gets married or marry somebody else because on the front of the paper and uh, anyway so Paul goes to see Audrey and they just have a nice day out you know they go to Tiffany's they go in there, and he's like, "I've only got ten dollars. What can I? What can I do?" So he gets. There's a great exchange with the sales guy, uh, who is played by uh, John MacGyver. Um, he is a yeah fun sort of exchange there with that, um, because he's like, "Oh, I've only got ten dollars. It's uh, you have a budget." And the guy's like, "Well, sir, well, you know, it'd be it'd be tricky." to get anything for, for $10, you know, at, at Tiffany's, uh, and there's a nice sort of exchange by, well, the lady might like, you know, was hoping for something a bit more romantic with the lady. Anyway, so they go, well, can we get something engraved? Paul produces a ring uh, that he acquired from, well, when he first, when he meets Audrey's husband, he's eating Cracker Jacks or something, and there's like a, ring in it. it must be it's like you know the classic toy in the uh the the um sort of uh serial gag so he has that and he gets that engraved it's fine and uh so i just have like a, a fun time um have a fun time there anyway and then you know sort of uh, paul uh decides to um Paul decides to break it off with his older lady. She's not thrilled about it, but uh, she's like, I'll give you a thousand bucks, take this dame out. And he just sort of, does he take the money or not? I don't know. He just sort of like walks off. And I think he leaves her in the apartment in his place with uh, the money, which is interesting. Anyway, so we see Paul, he goes back to Tiffany's, gets the ring. Which I actually completely forgot about because I thought, oh, he's at Tiffany's, he's buying another one. But I forgot that, of course, they had the toy one he got engraved. Anyway, so he goes to see Audrey and she is, I don't know, there's a little bit of something happening there because she's sort of, she's not... Um, she's not in his place. Uh, 
sorry, she's not at her place. He calls and she he she doesn't answer. So he goes to the library and she's there reading, and there's a bit of a, a conversation there. And it turns out somebody at the party, uh, a Brazilian gentleman, was quite smitten with Audrey. So she's gone all in on him. So Paul's not happy because he's like, "Well, I love you, Audrey." <sighs> Why not? I tell you what, oof. and um, so he leaves, and it's most definitely implied he or he moves. He obviously moves out because uh, he's left his uh, sugar mama, and Audrey has said she doesn't want him, so he obviously moves away. Uh, so we see a little bit later on. Uh, a few months uh, or, or so down down the tracks that were, uh, he goes back to the the building and goes to visit Audrey because she's been in touch and she wants to see him because she is going to Brazil. Now her apartment it has changed. She's got a bit more order, took a bit more furniture, every sort of thing. Anyway, so she's there cooking. And that doesn't go well, so um, he said, hey, I'll buy a farewell dinner. And he's like, hey, I've got a job. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've been reading your stories uh, in the New Yorker and the paper and whatever else. And there's like a bit of an awkward, like, after she says that, some, a little bit of silence. Like, and it's sort of like one of those things, you know, she is seeking out his his uh, work and stuff. It's that, it's that care factor, as far as I'm concerned. So, Audrey, you love him. You love Paul, Okay. You love Paul, baby. Anyway, so um, they go out for dinner. They get back to the apartment. It's a drug. It's a sting. It is a sting. So they get arrested. <laughs> and um, old mate Mickey Rooney's in the room. Uh, yeah, because there's like the Japanese guy, oh, which is ridiculous. But anyway. So they get taken away. Now, it turns out, so earlier in the film, we see um, Audrey goes to visit somebody in prison. And she gives him the weather report. But, of course, that is, and I think Paul knows this because he has a bit of a smirk on his face when she talk, when she tells him about this and when they go. The weather report is, of course, a code uh, word codes and things that she tells other people, and it's uh, because the guy she's seeing in prison is like a mafia boss or whatever. Anyway, so um, yeah, they 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 get taken down to um, the local constabulary, and did a, a bit of a conversation about that. Anyway, so Paul gets out. Um, and he makes a call to OJ, who, and he's like, it's Paul, and he's like, I don't know who that is, and he goes, oh, it's Fred, baby, and he's like, ah, Fred, baby, I'll help you out, I'll help you out with the kid. So they have a conversation, and, you know, that's cool. Audrey gets out of prison the next day, uh, or out of the station. Oh, she's on bail, I think, so she gets bail, and Paul has been instructed to take Audrey to a hotel under a false name just for a couple of days till the heat's off, right? So they get into a taxi and 
Paul says to the driver, take me to wherever. West 32nd and 4th. There you go. That's probably a address, or it's a street corner at least, probably, in New York. So we're driving along, and they start talking, and Audrey, uh, Paul says, hey, there's a telegram here from your Latin lover. He reads it out, and basically, you know, he now doesn't want to marry her. Audrey's emotional, but she's like, hey, I've got a ticket to Brazil. May as well use it. And she's like, hey, Paul, how about you uh, How about you get a, get me a list? I'll go down there. How about you get me a list from your work uh, of the 50 most richest men, you know, in Brazil or whatever? And uh, so they're talking and Paul's like, oh, I love you, Audrey. And Audrey's like, oh, geez. And um, Audrey has a cat, right? And, and Paul's gone and got things from Audrey's place, including the cat. So Audrey lets the cat out of the taxi in the rain. Not great, okay? Not great. Poor cat. Poor cat. Poor kitty. Um, then um, they drive a little bit further and Paul says to the driver, hey, stop. So he gets out and he's like, geez, you're soft, you know. You act all... He gives a speech and he leaves. Now, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, what is the taxi driver doing? Because... She's still in the cab. She's emotional, right? So it's the taxi. Taxi. He's just pulled up down the curb. Now, what's he going to say? I can imagine be like, "Where do you want me to go, Toots?" or something like that. And like, uh, "Hey, where do you want me to go? Hey, I'm walking here." You know, the Bronx sort of guy. Anyway, she gets out of the taxi, runs down the street, sees Paul. He's there looking for the cat. She's like, where's the kitty? He's like, I don't know. They find the cat, euphoria, they embrace, film's over. What's the taxi doing at this point? What's the taxi doing? Also, are they getting married? I don't know. Oh, so when Paul gets out of a taxi, he he lobs his little ring case onto Audrey because he's like, oh, I've had this uh, for a long time. I don't think I need it anymore. And she opens it up, and it's the ring, and the whatever was engraved in it when I went to Tiffany's that one day, and um, yeah, she like gets all wound up and emotional, and uh, and they embrace in the rain, and uh, I'm just like, you're gonna have to go home and give yourself a night, have have a warm bath, I reckon, have a warm bath. But yeah, the film ends, and you'd have to assume it's some sort of living happily ever after type situation, so. That's breakfast at Tiffany's. A couple of slight things. Very intrigued by the taxis. So the first taxi we see is a red one. The next one we see is uh, a green and yellow combination. And the third taxi they get into is yellow. However, and it does have some red highlights on it. So I was completely intrigued by the lack of a completely yellow New York taxi. The red one was bizarre, totally threw me. Um, the green and yellow, less so, and then, yeah, it's like easing you into it. It's like, hey, oh, crazy red taxi. They're like, oh, hey, there's a uh, yellow and uh, green taxi. And then at the end, it's like, hey, we're giving you a yellow taxi. We're actually not because it has some red highlights on it. 
So, um, yeah, that's that's breakfast at Tiffany's. Also, when Audrey's husband leaves on the Greyhound bus and uh, then they go to, like, the the burlesque place, I thought to myself, if I was with Audrey Hepburn and she was like, I need to go somewhere to get pissed. Don't take me home until that happens. Now, actually, it doesn't have to be Audrey Hepburn. It could be anybody. I'm not sure I'd take them to, like, a burlesque sort of place. I guess it, it depends what your options are. But I was like, would you take somebody there? Like, I guess it's not a date, but would you take somebody there on a date? I don't know. I guess it probably depends who they are. You probably could with Holly go lightly. Uh, maybe, but... I don't know. Maybe she... I wouldn't be surprised if she picked a place, if we're honest. Anyway, um, yeah, that's breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, Audrey Hepburn, what can I say? Ah, she's lovely. And and also, uh, actually... um, uh, uh, George, uh, George Papard, he's he's um, pretty solid too, actually, and he's late. late I was surprised. Uh, I was just having a look, and of course, he's uh, from the A team. Was in the A team uh, a bit later, but um, from Audrey Hepburn to Mister T, what a career that is for him. Anyway, everybody, yeah, it's breakfast at Tiffany's. Look, I'm going to give it three and a half out of five. I think mainly for the Audrey Hepburn factor. Um, because, yeah, she's just uh, very um, lovely. I don't know. It's the classic classic sort of 50s, 60s Hollywood sort of um, starlet, isn't she? Just sort of classic, uh, lovely, affable um, looks and and feel to her. Uh, Yeah, anyway, (laughs) uh, that's enough of me lusting over Audrey Hepburn. Have enjoyed it, uh, me sort of very loosely talking about breakfast at Tiffany's. This actually has gone longer than I thought it was going to. I thought, oh, this is going to be like 10 minutes uh, of me running through this and then just saying, I love Audrey Hepburn, and that's the end. But uh, it's been a little bit more than that. But anyway, everybody, uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, I'll catch you in the uh, next episode.